Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to this very important campaign. If you've just seen me saying hello to you, I'm saying hello again with a different headscarf. And this time I'm not alone. I've got two of my very special friends that I admire and they're going to help me kickstart the campaign. And this campaign is about mental health. But to me, mental health is not just the thing that we talk about for a week or we talk about it for a month. It's the thing that we need to talk about every single day because without mental health, there is no health. There's no health without mental health. You can have the best exercise regime, the best food, whatever regime, the best whatever that you can do. But if your mind and your soul and yourself, you're not checking in, you're always going to have that imbalance of self. And so this conversation is the start to a bigger conversation of what mental health means to us and what positive mental health looks like, okay? Even if you had a really crappy day at work or you just had a really terrible whatever, it's good to have that environment where you just take a moment, take a breath and check in. And so that's what uh, this campaign is about. So I'm going to bring in some of my friends to tell you in their view, this is not a clinical dictionary definitions, by the way, this is just people talking, right? And we're going to talk about what to us mental health means, what does positive mental health look like, and why is it important, because these speakers are inspirational Black women that I admire, why is it important for communities to talk about mental health? So, Lucy Scott, how are you? Hi Afra, thank you very much for bringing me along. Um, yeah, you're a great sister and you do a lot of amazing work. So first and foremost, I think, you know, as a human being, mental health is very much caught up in who we are. We're thinking about someone's health and well-being, um, our mental health and how we're feeling about ourselves internally is very much caught up with that. Um, I think it's really, really important because it does affect everybody in different ways. And in the world that we're living in today, um, you know, we live quite hard and fast. People can be quite superficial. And, you know, if you just kind of, oh, hi, how you doing? I'm fine. When really, you know, often people aren't fine. So I think being positive and really being able to get to the root of how people feel and, you know, uplifting their spirit and giving people inspiration is about being heard, about being listened to. It's important to have that time and space. Sometimes it might be to listen to yourself. Sometimes it might be, you know, with, with someone else, whether they're a friend or whether they're a professional. But I think, you know, the important part of that is that you do feel heard and being able to speak about the way you feel is is very useful for you often to find your own way or make sense of things yourself. So, you know, in relation to mental health, I think it's really important to be able to have those conversations, be able to reach out, connect with other people, find that empathy and support. And, you know, if you're asking someone how they feel, like really be interested in how they feel, because, you know, how many of us say fine when we really aren't fine? Um, I think it's really important as well, though, because it does um, tie into how we feel physically um, and particularly as, as black women, you know, living in this world, dealing with the reality of being female, of being black, dealing with, you know, the reality of that, the, the rejection that, that, you know, all too many of us face. 
I think it's really important to be able to actually identify and talk about those feelings and put them in a place where they don't just eat away at you. So, you know, I think it's more important than just being a weak. And it is about how we, uh, particularly as, as women, I feel that, you know, being mindful, supportive and showing empathy to my sisters and, you know, like obviously to all of humanity, but as women, I think it's really important the way that we, you know, come together as sisters and the way that we treat each other is 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 really putting that into action. Thank you. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much, Lucy. That was that was that was so powerful. Um, just a quick one to end it. What does positive mental health look like to you, Lucy? Like what does like really good kind of positive, happy mental health look like to you? I think it's important to actually acknowledge how someone feels rather than kind of diminishing it, undermining it, talking it away. Um, I, I think positive mental health, yeah, it is about, um, you know, knowing that you are being heard, that you do have people that are willing to try and put themselves in your shoes. And, and as an individual, I think it's important to have time to yourself to you know have time where you can connect with nature and you know e even if it's something like doing something good for someone else that that is a good way of kind of giving you a lift but in the same way as you know helping others makes you feel good it's, it's nice when someone else reaches out and helps you too so I think positive mental health is really about having positive reciprocal relationships I love that last line, positive reciprocal relationships. And I also loved what you said about connecting with nature because the theme of Mental Health Awareness Week was, oh, actually the whole month, was nature this year. So highly, 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 highly recommend that what Lucy said about taking a walk and getting in touch with nature because when we live in the city and we're around all the noise and the chaos and the uh, of the city, you're just in that all the time. And sometimes going for away from all of that and just being in touch with nature, it's so healing in its own way. So I like to also bring on Suleika. How are you, my darling? And thank you so much for being part of this conversation. Did, first of all, before I ask you the questions, did anything that Lucy said resonated with you? Thank you so much, Ufra. Yes, I think everything um, that Lucy said, particularly that last bit about what positive mental health looks like, that's exactly um, what I was thinking around the walking. So I do a lot of walking, my family do a lot of walking, um, and I do a lot of walking uh, with the community. And I absolutely agree, just being in, in sort of nature and really, I think particularly in urban areas, I think where, you know, people don't have front gardens, um, just being out, you know, going out. And I think it, in places like Hackney, we are very lucky that we have such an abundance of green spaces and, and places that we can just explore. So absolutely that. And then I think um, what Lucy also said about reciprocal relationships, I think included in that is something that I always advocate, which is about sort of like just volunteering and being involved in your community. I think the pandemic particularly, I think in a, in a weird way, uh, you know, the fact that people are working from home more now, I, I, I really hope that that translates to people being much more involved in their immediate communities in terms of where they live and that people are able to kind of like you know, really look at some of the issues in their communities and work together and make um, their spaces and their communities better. So, yeah. 
I love that. I love that. And starting off with that first question of what mental health looks like to you. You're one of the people who gives me positive mental health. But to you, what does mental health as a whole look like? I think I think mental health um, for me as somebody who um, grew up in I come from a refugee family. Um, there's a lot of generational trauma as a result of you know leaving your homeland and coming to somewhere else and starting all over. Um, and I think the older I've, I've got, I think we're much more um, aware and genuinely understanding of how. Um, your mental health can impact your entire life. So we're talking about not only your emotional well-being, but actually physically how it can manifest itself as well um, in terms of like what stress does to the body um, and also around, you know, again, as being a woman of uh, colour and a woman of faith as well, you know, I, I am a Muslim. Um, I think there's so much emphasis definitely for me as a Muslim around being a, a productive human being. And it's really difficult to do that when your mental well-being isn't, isn't, isn't exactly what you need it to be. It's, it's your, your mental well-being is a massive part of, you know, uh, allowing you and enabling you to be a, a productive human being that I believe God wants us to be. So I think for me on so many, on a, on a faith level, on a societal human level, it's, it's the bedrock of, um, you know, the, the humanoid and how we can, uh, you know, be positive and, and really kind of um, be good to the people around us and help each other. So, yeah, I think that for me, it's, it's, a, it's just a bedrock of everything that we are as human beings. I love that. And what does positive mental health look like to you? So positive mental health, I think, is everything that, that, that Lucy um, said uh, before about, you know, the walking, uh, giving back to your community, um, being positive. Um, but also being like conscious um, of, because I think it's so easy sometimes people put uh, out all these words, you know, uh, mental, it's one of those overused words, but I don't think people generally internalize what they mean when we talk about positive well-being. I think it's, it's one of those throwaway terms that people don't really think about. So I think spending time with our, um, you know, our children, for those of us who have children, spend time with our friends and our family and our society to really explore how we can make our mental health more positive, I think is really, really important. I, I feel like it should almost be like a standing agenda item for every discussion that people have. Um, and I think Ifra, you're really good at kind of always bringing it in um, into, um, in, into meetings because it's, it, it just runs through our lives. But I think sometimes we compartmentalize it and we treat it as something different something that you know um that you know is discussed only because it's mental health awareness week or only because there is a very particular focus and it's like well no it's it's a massive part of our lives and we should be checking in with each other about it far more often than we do as a society i think i love that and you're so right as annoying as it is every time i chair a meeting or i'm part of a meeting or whatever i always start the conversation with how's everybody doing and end it with does anyone need a mental health of checking because it's not just the thing you're right like you said that we only step on the bandwagon when the hashtags and the trends tell us to it's everyday life like when I did that mind training and Anne said that comment about there is no health without mental health it just got to me and I was like oh that is so true because if you had like an injury to your arm or or whatever and you just easily go to the doctors or everybody just immediately notices it and says oh injury but the injury of the invisible that you can't see 
that's the dangerous injury. And what we don't want to be is living in a society where we, just because somebody looks happy or somebody looks fine, or we're all just so focused on working and being the robots that are just moving, that when somebody passes away because of mental health, we say, talk everyone. If you're feeling like this talk, why didn't you talk at the beginning? Why didn't you create an environment where it was okay to talk? And that's what this conversation is about. Starting that conversation where we want to create an environment where at the very beginning, it's safe for anyone to feel like they can talk and to kind of be heard. That's one of the first things that Lucy said as well. Now, ladies, to conclude, because you've been amazing in this conversation, I'd like to conclude by asking you a question. Question. What message would you have for two people? One, the general wider people who are kind of going through their own mental health, but they don't quite know how to like speak. What would you say to them? And to the wider society in terms of how we look at mental health. Lucy or Suleka actually come in this time. So I think for, for people going through mental health, I think one of the, the main things that I would say is absolutely just always just feeling open um, to the idea of asking for help. I think I think a lot of time, and I think I think this goes mainly for uh, I would say as a black woman, I think for black women, there is this sense of that you should be strong, that you should be resilient, that you should not ask for help, that meant, you know. That, that you should not show people your weaknesses. And actually it's, you know, it's in those times of vulnerability that we can get support from those that are around us. So absolutely just not being um, scared or not being, you know, not feeling like you cannot ask for help. I think that's the first thing. And I think, I actually think that just starts with lots of things in our personal lives in you know, in our, in our relationships with other, with, with people, we don't ask for help. It could literally just be like asking for help, you know, because you can't do shopping one day. It starts with that. But when it comes to your mental health, it's just being able to say, being brave enough to say, actually, I can ask for help. Um, and whether that's, you know, speaking to a friend or a family member or maybe looking up, you know, mental health services in your local area. Um, sometimes they will have um, particular groups that are uh, very geared towards um, particular demographics. I think, you know, just just really just being open to exploring that. But I think the first thing is just don't be scared to ask for help. Um, I think in terms of wider society, I think the stigmatization around mental health is still, I can't believe that in 2021, I'm still talking about mental health still being incredibly stigmatized. And a lot of the time people will say to you, oh, you know, it's incredibly um, stigmatized in particularly, um, like black or you know uh, um, other um, ethnic minority communities, and it's actually no, that's not true. That's actually false. It's completely still stigmatized across society, um, and I wish we would stop peddling this line of it's only particular communities that stigmatize it. Um, and I wish we would be just a bit more open and inclusive around uh, mental health because, as you said, if you know, if people, it's so easy. Like you know, somebody breaks an arm, and it's like the whole world knows, but somebody's going through a mental health crisis and absolutely nobody knows. I think that's such a tragedy. So I think working um, as much as we can to kind of destigmatize um, uh, emotional well-being um, and also just making sure that services are fit for purpose and that they are, um, you know, that we are reducing things like the, the, the disproportionate number of um, particularly black men, for example, that are being um, sectioned. Um, I think it's really important that, that that's taken seriously around um, institutional, um, 
I suppose, institutional racism, to be honest, in, in, in I hate to say that about the NHS and, and the medical world, but there is still large amounts of institutional racism um, that impacts people. And, and that's probably one of the reasons why people don't come forward, because actually they're petrified and they're scared um, that they will be criminalised if they ask for help. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And so much truth that you just dropped in that little um, segment. And I was just like, wow, wow, wow. And I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, mental health within men, because we're women and we're talking about um, conversations for women. But there is a darker conversation that needs to be had that includes how mental health impacts men and how this idea of be strong and, you know, talking about your mental health is a sign of weakness and all of these things. That is a conversation that we need to have and that is something very important and I'm so glad that you touched upon that, Suleika. Um, Lucy, just to close on that point as well, what uh, can you add to that conversation of what we need to do as a society moving forward to make sure that mental health is beyond the month, but also what key things do you think we need to focus on? Thanks, Afra. Uh, I totally agree with what Suleika was saying. And I think it is it is important to ask for help, but like she says, the help has to be fit for purpose. Um, and I think it's also important that, you know, within communities, there are opportunities for us to enjoy ourselves, to express ourselves, to have that, you know, opportunity to e express ourselves culturally. I think, you know, like the way that Hackney, for example, has changed, there's been a lot of things that used to be there that, you know, would help people come together and kind of, you know, like even if it's on a Friday night after you've had a hard work week at work, having a place to go where you can just relax and listen to music and maybe, you know, dance till morning like I always used to feel that that really helped my mental health because I think for a lot of us we're in the pot and the water's boiling and we don't realize that we're being cooked alive and especially as you know African people black people you know living in in communities where you know whether we're doing all right ourselves we still see you know a lot of disadvantage a lot of deprivation I think that it's important that we have those kind of cultural community opportunities you know like music for example has, has always been a way of kind of getting that healing having that unity and you know just just coping with the reality of what life can be like for people from particular communities not to say that you know mental health doesn't affect other communities because we're all facing our different um you know situations discrimination whatever but as far as kind of like the bigger picture I personally think you know from my perspective tackling racism has to be at the forefront because you know often it is that reality that chips away at people's mental health if you look at you know older generations of people you can see the the burden and the weariness of years and years of you know living in a society where you know you are more likely to be violated brutalized you know discriminated against so I think that working towards having a, a, a more equal society, a society that is not afraid to challenge inequality and discrimination, I think that that would help a lot of people's mental health. Um, as far as individually, I think 
one thing I always try and remember is, well, there is the saying, and it, I found it to be so true, um, what a difference a day makes. And, you know, like obviously lots of people aren't going to just click their fingers and today, yesterday they felt bad and today they feel fine. But at times when you feel your lowest and, you know, you might have that despair, like that the next day very often is not as, as, as intense. Do you know what I'm saying? Like things can change. Um, um, I think writing how you feel is 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 a good way of kind of putting your feelings in a place because often with you know if, if you if you're struggling with your mental health it's like you're struggling to cope with your emotions your feelings and being able to actually put that in a place where you could go back and reflect on it personally I found that helpful um just you know like being in tune with the seasons and the nature as well you know, like going out for a walk is amazing, but also, uh, and I've spoke to you about this before, if, uh, but being aware of the moon cycle, there's certain times of the moon cycle when you are going to be more vulnerable to those feelings, feeling more overwhelming. And this is what I'm saying about what a difference a day makes, like the, the season, the moon changes and, and it's, it's good to kind of try and find your way in, in those cycles um yeah I think that those are the main things unless you think I I missed anything out before that was that was incredible and thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you both so much I just wanted to um kind of point out the very important thing that we should just done which was that when people talk about mental health the conversation is only here People only talk about clinical. They talk about trauma. They talk about this. They talk about this. They talk about that. But the wider society's influence on a person's mental health has a role to play as well. And we need to make sure that we're not just talking about clinical mental health, that we're talking about society's impacts on individuals' lives and how that creates mental health. We need to talk about various ways we can tackle this stigma and the fact that it's okay to have certain conversations and creating that safe space where people can talk. I am so grateful to know you both. And I'm so grateful that you're in this conversation with me to kickstart this very important campaign that's very close to my heart. So to finally, just to end this, Lucy, can you tell me two things that you admire about Zuleika? I'm smiling. Uh, she's very passionate and she's committed to her community. Love that. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Yeah, we can talk about the wars later, but for now, those two are perfect. Suleka, can you tell me two things that you admire about Lucy? Um, I think the first is Lucy's incredibly passionate about the wider um, what we would now term the global majority. Um, sometimes it's referred to as, you know, ethnic minorities, but I think just the global family, particularly the um, global African and African diaspora family is incredibly inspiring to me. So I, I would say that's the first one. Um, I think the second um, thing that I, I really like about Lucy also is the fact that she is an absolute, she brings solutions. Whether there are issues, 
Lucy would be like, right, okay, what are we going to do about it? And I think people like that, we need more solution makers in the world. So yeah, those are things I admire about Lucy. I love that. I was going to like close it and then I ended up muting myself. We need to say positive things about you too. I'm I'm, 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 I'm really going to go first. You're an amazing facilitator who brings really important issues out to everybody. So, I'm gonna hide now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And I think um, uh, if you also you somehow make really um, contentious or difficult conversations very easy, and that's a huge skill. So that's I know you both. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, say peace and love to all the people listening. And we're going to stop the recording. We're going to continue having a conversation because that was this was about. So we're supposed to have a conversation. I was like, hey, guys, could you help me record this? And we spoke for hours. So <laughs> just say a quick goodbye and thank you for listening, everybody. And um, yeah, we're going to stop the recording now in a second, but I'm going to wave. Yeah, chin up. Chin up. You can do this. Take care. Bye.